0: What up, everybody? Welcome to the Bold Barrio Podcast. Yo, we have a pretty crazy episode today. All right, we're gonna dive into some crazy stuff and um and just you know get ready. So today we're talking about a couple of things. We're talking about the we're talking about the uh, Atlanta shooting uh that happened in the spas a couple weeks ago. Um, we're gonna dive into who who the who the shooter was and. Just the response of the church and um, just overall, we're going to dive into some details. We're going to dive into to uh, gun rights and gun control and everything guns. So, you know, all of y'all going to have some fun, you know, just get your water guns out, your little Nerf guns out, you know, and just just be ready. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. If you listening to the audio podcast, which, which most of you are, and thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in um thank you for all the feedback that you guys send us keep sending it our our way um but if you haven't heard yet we are officially on youtube and we're going to be dropping on a consistent basis and uh you know our episodes are pretty they're pretty long (laughs) you know and we as much as we try to keep them short you know these conversations go so deep it's hard to stop and so Uh, We're going on YouTube, and what we're going to do on YouTube is we're going to also make, we're going to put the full episodes, but we're also going to be putting up shorter clips, little 10-minute clips, 15-minute clips, 20-minute clips, 30-minute clips, and um, that way, you know, if you're like, you know what, I can't hear the whole thing, but I'll just hear, like, certain things, you know, then by all means, you know, go check it out. So, I really want to ask you um, to help us out, support us, show us love by uh, subscribing on YouTube, so just search up Bold Barrio it's pretty dope that we're the only Bold Barrio out here, you feel me? so, if you search up Bold Barrio, you're gonna see us so go subscribe, go hit like, you know, whenever you watch a video just hit that like real quick, just let, let that be the first thing you do um, cause that's gonna help us, that's gonna help, uh, YouTube see, you know the whole algorithm thing, and, and get us to more people and, and the whole point is for us to you know be able to to connect and and with other people be able to share the good news of the gospel bring hope and also like uh for people to hear you know that we're we're we are not uh okay with certain things that the church is doing the church has done and we and we are not afraid to be get you know to get dirty and call it out you know and be bold and and speak on these things so which is what we're getting ready to do so without further ado you know uh Let's get into it, guys. Like let's get into it. So um, I don't know, Andy, uh, do you have do you have this pulled up? Like I don't know if you wanna you wanna go in and and, and uh, share a little bit about about what happened in yeah. Atlanta.
1: Yeah, I have it pulled up right here. Um like Larry mentioned, we're gonna be talking about what happened in Atlanta. So let's let us give you guys a little overview of what happened, the situation. Uh, This happened on March 16th, which is more than 10 days ago, more than a week ago. Uh, A series of mass shootings occurred at three spas um, or massage parlors in the metropolitan area of Atlanta, Georgia, United States. Eight people were killed, six of whom were Asian American women, and one other person was wounded. A suspect, 21-year-old Robert Aaron Long, was taken into custody later that day. A goat employee, employee who escaped from the store during the shooting stated that the shooter said, I'm going to kill all Asians. According to police, his parents had kicked him out of their house the night before the shooting due to concerns about his sex addiction and had said that he was watching internet pornography for several hours each day. A report to police said that he was emotional, air quotes, after being evicted his parents
0: house Mm. so and and so uh a little bit about uh uh robert aaron long he was uh 20 he is because he's not dead he is 21 years old um he's a white man from georgia uh who happened to be a part of the southern baptist convention the sbc now if you have not heard of the sbc the sbc uh during the last few years at least from from what i've been you know paying attention and listening has been involved in a lot of controversy a lot of people have i hear a lot of people have left the the denomination um you know one of their big like big names uh i don't know jeff and andy if y'all familiar with beth moore um but just a big a big name in the christian world man in the christian community one of the one of the big voices big uh women evangelical voices you know in the country in the world um you know she was part of the sbc and recently you know kind of cut ties with with the sbc you know a lot of it had to do with people not being okay with her being in leadership. So we already touched that. Mm-hmm. If you haven't if you haven't uh checked out uh these uh, uh our last episode on women in leadership, go check that out. Um but yeah, so this is the SBC, right? So uh <clears throat> so this guy uh so he was part of this church. He grew up in the church, he got baptized in the church, and he was very, very involved in the church. He was he was a volunteer. He volunteered with the youth. He'd go on little, you know, do do mission trips and like uh, Costa Rica and other places and, you know, do these little camps with the youth, you know. So he was very, very involved in this church, Um, you know, but he did uh, he did uh, have uh, some, you know, uh, problems with sexual addictions and addiction to pornography addiction to uh you know you know he'd go to these massage parlors uh from the reports he'd go to these massage parlors you know looking for uh uh some sexual uh you know just attention i (laughs) I guess i don't know um but uh you know he this is he would go to two of the parlors that that he, you know, went and shot up or two parlors that massage parlors that he would would consistently go to. And one of the parlors was only one mile away from a treatment facility, a Christian and evangelical treatment facility in which he was he spent time at trying to work through his sexual addiction. Um, so I found that interesting. Um Another thing, uh, let me see, let me see. Uh, 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 uh. so let me let's let's just go in real quick before we dive in, and and I know, I know Jeff is gonna bring a lot of a lot, uh, you know, he's got a lot to say regarding the, you know, just the shooting, and 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 he's got some numbers to to share with us, but, you know, one of the questions is why why would he do it, right? Why did he do it, you know, uh. I think one of the biggest things that we, you know, that we think about immediately is when when we hear these Asian women were targeted during a time where Asian people have been targeted, you know, for uh, hateful acts and stuff like that and violent acts, to say the least, you know, like it's been bad. and, And for this to happen, you know, it's hard to not question or it's hard not to think. That there is uh, racism involved in this, and I and I do believe, regardless of, of what I've read, I do believe that there is a level of of racism, and I think uh, Andy, you mentioned this uh, earlier. There is a report that one of the employees at at one of the spas, uh, you know, heard heard uh, uh, Robert Aaron Long um, say, "I'm going to kill all Asians," you know. Um, so this, this is somebody who, who was a witness Who escaped from the shooting uh, she, You know, this person claims to have heard uh, This guy say that So it's hard to, to dismiss that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah And I think, like I think it's, it's One of the things that I've noticed And especially when it involves White men and mass shootings, um, usually the go-to, the cop-out answer is, "Oh, but they struggled with mental health."
0: They struggled with something.
2: Yeah, right. but if it's a person of color, mental health has nothing to do with it. Mm. Um, it's always related to some other rhetoric, right? Yeah, drug um, and all. know exactly, like um, so. That's one factor. The fact that. Um, even 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 people of color leaders who who are who are of color um be like when they heard about this and and they posted about it to try to bring awareness to the situation they oh we don't know the we don't know the motives yet um we just know he went in there and like it's like come on yeah like because it's a white person they're usually given that benefit of the doubt you know, it's because they struggle with mental health,
0: yep. and that's
2: usually what what's happened in a lot of these mass shootings.
0: Right.
2: Um, and then the other thing is this rhetoric, right? Um, that I think is is one of the underlying catalysts for this kind of violence. Um, and and let me tell you why. Um, Andy, you mentioned that that one of the things this man was saying. I, I don't even want to call him a man. Like he's 21, mm-hmm. like this it's a kid. kid. You know, he's a kid. Um, and 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 that doesn't mean he shouldn't take responsibility. I'm just saying, like, like, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, um, you were saying, you know, I'm gonna kill all Asians, right? And mm-hmm. and I don't think that that kind of rhetoric just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it might be connected to his what he thought was. The, the, what he thought was the, the thing or, or the people causing him to sin or whatever, which I don't buy. Um, mm. But this, this, this violence towards Asian people, this isn't the only instance where this has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been escalating and, and it's actually, I mean, this country, we've witnessed that this kind of violence towards Asian people in this country for a long time, right? There, there have been internment, internment camps here, um, mm-hmm. even in California um, that we were, where, where Japanese um, and other Asian people were held yeah. uh, because they were considered a threat. Um, and especially with the beginning of, Covid nineteen and the rhetoric that the the political right um, that that conservatives that the that the former president would use um, okay. to describe Covid nineteen and the way it came to the United States was by objectifying Asian people and and treating them as they were the as they were the ones at fault for yeah. what was happening, right? Um, and so. I, I think that a lot of this violence towards Asian people is rooted in the kind of rhetoric that comes from the top, mm. that comes from the leaders, right? Um, we saw that, and it's crazy that we're still talking about it, but we saw that Trump empowered a lot of, a lot of that violence, a lot of that hatred. Yep. Um, and it wasn't just, I know this is about the Asian community, but this is just to prove my point. We, we also saw that with the Latino Latina community. Like what happened in El Paso, El, pa- El Paso, uh, Texas, which is was probably the biggest mass shooting against Latinos, Latinas in the United States. Um, again, it's rooted in, in in rhetoric. It's rooted in language. Mm-hmm. Um, the person, um, I can't recall his name, but the the person who went in there and shot them in that Walmart, um, you know. You 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 would go all over his Facebook, and he he'd have pictures of guns, and and even one picture where Trump's name was spelled out uh, with by using guns, Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 it was and it was discovered that he had believed Trump's rhetoric that Latinos, Latinas were invading the United States, right? Um, And 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 that's where you like that's where I make the connection, like. It seems like behind these mass shootings, it's not the only factor, but an important factor is language. Yeah. The way it's used to criminalize and 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 just talk down to people. And I just wanna I wanna say this real quick. It's crazy, but six, and then you let me know your thoughts. Like 60% of gun owners report that they own a firearm for protection. Mm. Um, the largest category of gun owners are white males. Uh, 48% who are not religious. In this case, this man was considered religious. Yeah. But they are often less educated and who feel like they have lost some economic or social privilege. Wow. Um, these are the people in places like, like Texas yeah. who flocked to buy guns after the election of Barack Obama in 2008. Um, and, Interesting. And, 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 and so gun purchasing increased after... The election of Barack Obama, and, and it was because his presidential election was considered a threat to to power, to their power, you know. And and you hear that rhetoric enough. You hear hateful rhetoric enough, and it shapes you. Like yep. uh, this is the this is the thing about n- narratives. Like we don't see how narratives affect how we act. Yeah, we we think that we think that it's just. I don't I don't know what we think, but like the way we act is it's connected to the stories that we believe. Yeah. And this right? affects and all if, of us. Yeah, all of us. And, and if, if and if the shooter in El Paso believed that there were Mexicans. Right. And I say Mexicans because we know it's it's not just Latinos and Latinas are not just Mexicans. Right. If, if he believed that Mexicans were invading the land. That's gonna cause anxiety in you, and that's gonna mm. cause like that's gonna form your reality, right? Yeah. Even though it's not the reality. The reality mm. is is that like Latinos and Latinas are not taking people's jobs.
0: Right. That
2: that's it's imagined, right? Um, in, in the in the field of trauma studies, uh, that's called imagined trauma. Ima- imagine mm. that imagined wow. trauma. It's not even real, like, but but it becomes real because of because you hear it so much. Yeah. And I know you guys have more in on this, but I I can only imagine what Aaron long, the the kind of imagined trauma he was experiencing. Mm. Right. And, and we've not, we've heard that it's been connected to his idea of, of, of sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the fact that the only way he was able to get rid of this addiction, right. Um, is by killing these innocent people. Yep. You know? Yeah, man. Um
0: I for me when I when I when I hear about these things, you know, I think there's so much to play. I think I think uh man, there there's just so many people that are involved and could, you know, and should take a level of responsibility in this, you know yeah i think i think I think a lot of what Trump has said uh you know is can be can be considered as instigating uh some of these acts, you know whether you like it or not whether you whether you try to deny it or not, like you know there's there's evidence to it, right um but also. I I think so much like you know with this guy in particular. You know the the imagined trauma is crazy. You know and it, it's crazy how that happens. You know and ha- like how you know we sometimes even create. You know we we create these narratives. You know or we add on to the narratives. Right. It's it's there might be a little a little truth in there that you just went and just made something crazy out of it and. And so, you know, with this guy though, as I'm reading, and mind you, I-, I want y'all to know I'm not I'm not in no way justifying what he did or any of that. You know, on the contrary, I think you know, I think uh I think man's has to has to this kid has to has to deal with these consequences, man, and and um you know and but at the same time, uh I, I personally and here's the thing I do this with everybody, okay I think my biggest problem with my problem isn't that that when these mass shooters you know when these mass shootings happen that people say well he you know had a mental illness or he struggled with this or that, I don't have a problem with that because I think there's there's some truth in it. I think there is some truth in it. I think my problem is it's not the same energy with everybody.
2: Right mm-hmm.
0: that's my problem with it that you know you you try to you you're very empathetic with these with these kids right 'cause they're a lot of them are kids, you know you're very empathetic with them white kids they're white but, kids with, with white kids, but you know when it comes to when we hear when we think of names like Michael Brown when we think of names like trayvon martin you know tamir rice uh you know, andrés
2: guardado here in, yes, in L.A. Yeah.
0: yeah uh we don't get that level of empathy man we don't get that level of empathy if if anything you try to you try to bring up other things like oh you know well, what about you know well what about the black on black crime you know what about oh, but the
2: they, but they were a criminal or yeah or or they're illegal
0: yeah but look or... at their story like look at their look at their bra- background and this and that and and it's not the same energy so that's my problem but with this guy and and this is kind of where uh uh what i wanted to mention you know and and then i do want to go back into into the gun the gun stuff because i I think that's going to take a little more time um but i want to talk about the why he did this or why he claims he did this right and you know i got uh, supposedly you know he described his actions as being the result of a sex addiction that conflicted with his religious beliefs long had been a a a patron of two of the massage parlors and saw them as sources of sexual temptation hmm. All right he claimed to be tortured by his addiction to sex since he was deeply religious and according to his, to, uh, one of the, one of his former roommates, um, you know, this is what he said. And he, he, he said that several times, uh, during his stay, uh, Long would say that he, you know, he had re- relapsed. Like he'll, he'll come and he'll tell him like, cause there's a level of accountability within this house. Cause this was kind of like a, a rehab house, like a house of, you know, a couple of rehab people and stuff. So. Um, And this was his roommate in this house. And he said that, you know, they would come and Long would come and he'll share with him. You know, I've relapsed and he's gone to, you know, massage parlors and visits and has visited sex workers. So he was he was dealing with this, man. He was dealing with this stuff, um, you know, and so and then here's the thing that, you know, this is something I hadn't heard until today that I was reading this says that Long claims to have initially thought about killing himself, but instead decided to target the businesses to help others. This was, he was trying to help others dealing with sex addiction. Hmm. So him, him doing this terrible act, he says he was doing it to help others. So he could have, he first, I guess he, he felt like, look, if I kill myself, I'm, I'm done dealing with this. And, you know, and, Cause he felt like he was being tortured by that addiction, by that addiction, right? Um, and so his way of of dealing with it was first, I'm just gonna end my life. But then I guess there was a uh, a moment where he, you know, he thought like, well, let me let me help others as well, and let me do this, you know. <clears throat> and so that was his way of dealing with it. He wanted to eliminate the temptation by targeting these spas. And so my, my, here's my, here's my problem. Here Here's the thing for me. I believe, I believe that the, you know, what God says, what God intended, uh, you know, when it comes to sex, I think there's, there, there's, there's a reason why he intended it the way he, you know, he designed it the way he designed it sex and and how it's meant to be you know uh enjoyed i guess you know um and so i do believe that you know that i i personally believe in in you know you should probably you should you should not probably you should um you know just not have sex. Don't have sex until you're married. You know, I think you shouldn't I think I strongly believe that the and and I believe what the Bible says and that the Bible says, you know, you shouldn't have sex outside of marriage. I believe that. Um you know but I have a problem with the way this is taught mm. in in Christian churches. You know, and I, I I was trying to I was trying to put together my thoughts on this but but it was hard you know and I was trying to find somebody that 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 was actually speaking on this and had more you know wisdom and experience on this stuff and all that and I found Ruslan and if you you know highly suggest you check out Ruslan um but you know you know he was saying like we're taught as man we're taught you know just pray it away you know just pray these, those desires or those urges, those physical, you know, all everything that's happening within you biologically, just pray it away or, you know, just read every man's battle, which, you know, which is, is a great, it's a, it's a good book. You know, I haven't read it yet, but I've heard a lot of great stuff. Um, and I've met the author. Um, he's a dope guy. Um, but you know, they'll say just read every man's battle. Um, and you know, or just get accountability. So these things are, you know, I there, think there's even help. sorry, there's
2: even apps where you could sign up with like different people and oh yeah. They have access to your browser. Yep. Which yep. is crazy.
0: And then you have all these different softwares or you could block stuff and all that. Yeah. You know, um, which I don't know. Maybe it does help certain people, you know, but Ruslan said this. He said he said many times churches demand uh they demand purity uh but they lack to give the practical support. Mm. Um and I think that's very true. And so and this is proven here's where I'm going with this. This rubbed me the wrong way. All right? This, this here rubbed me the wrong way. So the church that he that he was going to, the church he got baptized in, the church, they released a statement, right? <clears throat> they said, uh, here is they said this. They said, we watched Aaron grow up and accepted him into church membership when he made his own profession of faith in Jesus Christ. And then uh it uh it if it followed it continued saying this, um, uh, uh, unthinkable and uh I don't know how to say his word but egregious I guess, um unthinkable and egregious murders directly contradict his own cof- confession of faith in Jesus and the gospel. Um and so as a as a result the church the church said it had it, it had begun a disciplinary process. Check this out. Um, a disciplinary process aimed at removing long from the congregation. And they said this, and I quote, we want to be clear that this extreme and wicked act is nothing less than rebellion against our holy God and his word. We can no longer affirm that he is truly a regenerate believer in Jesus Christ. I have a problem with that statement, man. I have a problem with that decision of the church. Because despite the fact that I do believe, like I said, this man's got to deal with these consequences, right? He's got to, you know, put this man in jail. <laughs> you know, uh he's got to he's got to be in prison give him life in prison i'm I'm not for the death penalty I'm gonna tell you this right now uh we'll we'll touch on this eventually and we, you've kind of heard this before if you if you heard the podcast with the with our good friends uh micah and and nathan um but i'm I'm not for the death penalty right so just that's a little side note so but yo if you're gonna be in prison, you know deal with it man deal with those consequences but I do pray and hope. I do pray and hope that God could find him where he's at, man, and and just redeem him from this. And 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 God can and God will do that, man, because you know He will do that. But here's here's my whole thing. One, you as the church are responsible for for the discipleship and the teaching, right? And, and the just the growth of this kid you're responsible for it, right? I'm not blaming you for what he did necessarily fully you know, but I do feel like you should you should really think about that as a church i God forbid man, God forbid and I pray this never happens man but if somebody if somebody under my leadership Whatever, would whatever, would do something terrible. I feel like I have to feel like a sense of like, I don't know, man. I don't know, like, not guilt, but a sense of responsibility for like just being there, man, being present. Um, and and just kind of analyzing could I have done something, you know, or or did I do or did I do something wrong, especially when. I mean, if it's not connected, I get it, right? But this is connected with his faith. And it is connected with his beliefs and how he felt about himself, man. There is this deep level of guilt and shame that he was feeling yeah, that led him to this point, right?
2: And so... They're like self-hatred, it sounds like, too.
0: Right, right. This whole thing of like, man, I am the worst person for doing this right now you think about this man like you think about the fact that you know if it's true which i you know i don't i don't i don't think i I don't have reasons to believe it's not true you know that he got kicked out the night before obviously man like like there's been many people i like you know i I never got kicked out of home but i was borderline kicked out out of out of my crib at one point you know I wasn't going to go and act reckless like that. You know, I'm, I'm, I wasn't going to do anything like that. Right. No, nothing like that would cross my mind. So this shouldn't have led you that there. But you get what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. the parents kicking him out for what he was going through, I think comes with the fact that what they were being taught at church and that level of like, yo, you're like sinning. And you're doing something so bad that we can't we can't tolerate it. We can't accept it. And you got to get out rather than we are going to rather than being we're going to work with you. We're going to work with you. We're going to be there for you. We're going to help you through this till the end, like, you know, till till the last day. We're going to be with you. And I think there's a level of like of that. Even with the church, the fact that the church is saying we're going to remove them just so you know we're going to remove him from like we're take we're in that process of removing him from our congregation like what you should you should be you should be involved in that kid's life moving forward you should be i think you should be part of the process of getting this kid to see things differently you know and and help him through this through these things that are clearly torturing him and tor- and tormenting him. So what do you what are your thoughts on that man?
2: Yeah, um man, it's a lot because I feel like in this case, like there it, it's very intersectional. There's an intersection of a whole bunch of stuff. Yes. Like like yeah there's his his quote unquote um uh, uh, sexual addiction. Um um but the problem is that his supposed sexual addiction led him to target a specific group of people, mm-hmm. um, uh, specifically Asian women, um, which it just intersects like, like just gender inequality, like power dynamics. It, it, it brings into the conversation, um, racism it's the violence against Asian people and 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 almost like it almost justifies it you know um it, it could be that he felt justified to do it because of the violence already already inflicted on Asian people um um the last couple of years and and what I see here is is and then let me add this third intersection and it's it's guns yeah and and the seductive power of the gun because Mm. a gun it it's meant to it symbolizes power right a gun symbolizes power you you get a gun because it makes you feel powerful it gives you it gives you an extra layer of protection yeah right yeah um and what i see in this guy is almost a complete like emasculation like a complete like 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 a complete ripping off of his masculinity like he With was like like he oh. was kicked away from oh. his home like he was kicked out from his home so that 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 like produces a lot of anxiety and just you know this 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 i would say this sense of like where do i do now where do i go yep. now yeah um, i like I can't even fend for myself, I can't even provide for myself. Um, and then it sounds like that then led to I'm I need to go get whoever's fault this yeah. is. And and yeah. in this case, it's it's Asian people, right? Asian women. Not only that, and so then you have the gun. And the gun is what gave them power. Mm. You know, the gun is what is what is what gave them which is which the gun is what kind of fueled his masculinity back you get what i'm mm. saying like it, it gave him the power to 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 take control back to take power back yeah no way to to Damn. get security um and there's so many things wrong with that mm. like and and then like i don't even know where to go because it's just <laughs> insane like yeah because you, you like, let's talk. We could talk about the church and the way the church has talked about uh, uh, manhood and womanhood, but the way it's talked about those kind of things has been in a very unChrist-like way. Come on, like talk about it. You, you hear, you hear things, and 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 what you, you you hear people from from these big, and I'm gonna say even Latino churches, but these big mm-hmm. white churches because they're the ones producing all the all the curriculums and all the, the resources, right. Um, Like you hear, they're the ones establishing all the schools and, and that doesn't mean we don't take responsibility. We're going to continue to take responsibility, but I'm thinking like the, the biblical, the supposed biblical images we use to, to fuel manhood, to create this idea of manhood. You, Mm. you use images like David, you use images like, like, whoever else you want to think of but all these men end up being people who fall short Yep. they they use they use weapons and they use war as a way to exert dominance over people
0: yeah
2: but they end up failing morally
0: Yep.
2: and and we never i never hear pastors or leaders emphasize that our model should be jesus you, you see jesus like when a gun a gun makes you feel powerful but it, it's it's fake power it's not real power um jesus does the opposite jesus suffers in uh, emasculating death on the cross like wow. jesus is is completely destroyed and humiliated and demonstrates to us this is what it means to be human to to and it's not even this is what it means to be a man or a woman it's this is what it means to be human Mm. It means to, to give your life for one another. Yeah. Wow. Um, but what we hear in churches and what we hear in these in these manhood and womanhood curriculums is the opposite. We, we, we put out we put out this image specifically for men, I'll talk for men. We put out this image of what I would call this hyper masculinity, right? Where, where what we do is we worship uh, dominance. We 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 love characters and figures that are very dominant, yeah, that are just powerful, like you can't mess with them. Yeah, we don't love we don't love the image of Jesus. Mm. I'll put it like that. We see the image of Jesus as a meek, broken man on the cross. Hmm. That's not a the people are gonna say that's not a man. Mm. That's not a man, that's that's weakness. But <laughs> Jesus and Jesus says no. This is real strength. You know, you know it's in your life, you know?
0: It's interesting you say that because I think about like uh, you know, the episode with Micah and Nathan and and just that emphasis on on the warrior king, on Jesus the warrior king. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, yeah. And there's a big emphasis on that. Like like a huge emphasis on that you know to the point where i'm i'm thinking about like i i think what what you said is so key man like it is it is so key and i was having this conversation uh earlier with with a couple of my friends that, you know we we go hiking sometimes in the mornings and um and we're having this conversation we're talking about we're just we're talking about relationships right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying cuz we you know what i'm saying we trying to get ready you know what i'm saying <laughs> but <laughs> but we're talking about relationships and then that led to this whole this whole idea of you know being in a place uh even within a relationship possibly where you know where your faith is put in a place where you know you could easily step away from your faith you know possibly based on you know who you could pro- you who you might you know end up with let's say and this 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 thought came to my head because we started talking about that and we're we're like, you know, this 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 statement came up with you know, well, i i i feel like i'm strong enough. Like i feel like my faith is strong enough. I'm strong I'm strong enough in my faith to be able to resist any like, you know, any anything that comes my way. And and here here was my thought on that. This thought came to mind of but it's not about my strength, man. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about the strength of Jesus in me, the strength and 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 my dependence on that strength. It's not it's not my dependence. I can't depend on my own strength to 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 remain in Christ or remain in, in you know, it's it's my dependence is me understanding, man, I can't do I can only do so much by myself, mm-hmm. you know. But 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 in Christ, you know, I can do all things. And 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 you think about you think about what you're saying, Jeff, Jesus exemplified that man. Jesus exemplified his dependence on God. Like he he showed that being being God himself, you know, he showed his submission to uh, under God, under the father. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, To the father's, you know, you know the, the whole plan that God intended, right, for him to die on the cross for, 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 for our sins, man, you know, to redeem us, you know, and that, and that, in that level of struggle of saying, yo, you know, let this pass, you know, let this cup pass for me, you know, but then, but then saying, well, no, you know, but not my will be, you know, but your will be done, and, and, and I think, I think it goes i think what you said is just so key because it we could so many times we fall into that trap of of depending so much on our power on our strength on our on our dominion our level of dominion you know where where i think there's a level to yes you've been given that you know god's given you a level of dominion and a level of strength i guess you could say but it's it's not to 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 extortionate, eh, bleh, as extort. As, you know, extort, like extort it onto others and, and, and abuse others is what I was trying yep. to get it, it get to, yep. you know, that dominion, that level of power, that level of authority, that level of platform that you have, that level of voice, uh, all of this stuff, that level of leadership, you are given that I am given that for others to serve others not to not to not to abuse it on others but to serve others
2: not to lord jesus would say not to lord it over others
0: Mm. that's good Um, i think one of
1: sorry go ahead go ahead andy go ahead um i think one of the biggest points is what you touched on jeff and, and you elaborated larry this whole idea of like hyper masculinity um and i'm reading the notes that you sent us um his roommate of of Robert, he said he was uninterested in therapy that was not specifically related to the church um and i think of this idea of why not why didn't he go to therapy like it's kind of like obvious if you're struggling with something you seek professional help Mm. um but it's not not, like it wasn't logical to him it was like i need to go to people who who know me or who would probably uh prayed away or make it instantly go away yeah um and then jeff you mentioned how it's it's preached it's it's like spoken examples of people that weren't they that shouldn't be the example yeah um not denying the fact that the people in the bible did amazing things david moses um everyone did amazing things but the perfect example is jesus and a model yeah. should be jesus yeah um those people,
0: up. those people that did amazing things also did terrible
1: things. Yeah. Or, or, exactly. You know,
2: exactly. They messed yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One
1: and, of those.
2: Mm-hmm. And, sorry, Andy. you can. But what's crazy, you mentioned that. And what and, and, and the temptation we see in every one of those examples is the temptation to misuse power. Mm. That's and, it.
1: Yeah. And I was going to touch up That's on so that. Good. Like you see, you see David. Um, he, he defeats Goliath is a big feat of strength. And people are like, oh my God, like he's all powerful. Um, and God allowed him to do that, of course, but then it got to his head. And then he picks up swords or he leads people with swords to fight other men um, and defeat other men. But Jesus never did that. He did the opposite. He, he kneeled. Like he didn't stand up and say, I'm, I'm God. No, I'm the son. Like he kneeled um and the only thing he picked up as cheesy as it sounds and it's going to sound cheesy it was the cross um and it's <laughs> no, super right. cheesy but it's it's something like the power it's not and one. and it's not it, it's cheesy because of what everybody says but the power came from that sacrifice the yeah. power came from that moment and sometimes the epicenter of of the faith that we call christianity um like preach christianity within these um uh examples of i guess what the baptist what that church was about wasn't that Mm -hmm. because if it because if it was it would be exemplified through the people who follow it would be and not to say you can mess up of course you will but not to not to the point i don't think if you have people that keep you accountable
2: yeah and i think you're right because the way you you measure your leadership is by the kind of people you're producing Mm you know facts you know
0: that's yeah. good yeah 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 i you mentioned you mentioned something something very very interesting very good um just the the whole thing of like being uninterested the, the fact that he was uninterested in therapy right and uh, not going you know to can- counseling and stuff like that um unless it was you know uh, spiritual counseling quotes but even just the idea of of therapy i feel like is for some is like a sign of weakness yes yes for especially for men like you don't hear that you know uh you don't you don't share especially like with us latinos we see that a lot like you can't share you know your emotions like like any sort of emotion that you're feeling you you're already seeing like you're you're weak you know you know um and it's interesting because i was thinking about this actually cuz um i i've i've been considering not not only considering but i'm 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 getting ready to like go go do some counseling man go do some therapy sessions just to kind of see like try to discover stuff more try to get to know myself more try to get to know yo what are what are some things that like are, are, I have an address that I need to address, you know, and, and I had a moment at a moment yesterday, we're with family, you know, and we're having a conversation about, you know, I have a cousin that has, that is in prison right now um, in El Salvador. And, and we're just talking about his whole situation. And I just started sharing like, man, like, you know, cause he, he lost his mom, his father abandoned him. You know, um, and so I was thinking about just these things right that add up and and end up leading you to a certain place where you you have a moment where you get to decide, am I going this way or that way? And, you know, everything could change. And. uh, And we're talking about this, and it led to the fact that I had, you know, I feel like all of us to some degree that when we grow up in the hood, we have that moment where where you know everything could change like i you know i feel like i had a moment where i could have easily ended up in a gang and you know and it would it would be a whole different story right now you know i wouldn't be i wouldn't be repping bold barrio i'd be rapping a different barrio you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> um and so we're having this conversation right and uh you know i mentioned to pops you know because i i was sharing some some of the stuff that that I ended up, like, experiencing and getting into and stuff. And he was tripping out, like, Pops was tripping out, like, what? Like, you know, you, like, you did that? Like, imagine? And he he was telling my sister, he's like, imagine? Like, I, I, I never knew about this. And he was kind of getting upset. He was getting upset. And then I, I thought about, uh, you know, I, I got upset that he was getting upset. And then I, I kind of told him this, and, and I felt I was wrong for this, but... I kinda told him, I was like, Pops, like, you know, it's be it's because of is if- it's because of uh your lack of trust and sometimes your your absence in certain moments that caused me to come to this place in the first place. And so I was talking through that, right? And so as I was sharing that, I, w- I realized like, yo, this low key still affects me, man. Like you know that that whole like that whole time like I still got some I still got some daddy issues like if you you want to call it that way you know what I'm saying like and so um but you're not going to hear that man you're not going to hear that man you can't say that man can't can't say that you good man you you don't talk about these stuff but imagine imagine if we did and imagine if we created a culture and I think we're starting to get to that place, but imagine if the church pushed for this more where it's like no, you gotta deal with some of these things, man you gotta deal with some of these things um you know and the last thing I'm gonna say about this i i, I was i was sogging to um so i'm helping i'm i'm um joining a, a friend of mine in in uh planning a church um in Whittier and and we're we were uh we're talking about what we, what, what we, you know, what we envisioned for the church and all that, and this idea came up. This, this whole thought came up. I, you know, I started thinking about these things. You know, these leaders falling short and like, you know, you got, you got, you got the Carl Lenz situation, the Rabbi Zachariah, the, and these other pastors, man, that have, you know, ended up doing some bad stuff. And you know, we're talking about that, we're talking about, look, man, we gotta do, we gotta be different, we gotta do things in a different way, and, and we're just talking about just the idea of, man, like, any, every leader in the church has to, has to have a place where, you know, you, you know, you're, you're going to somebody, you're talking to somebody about the stuff that you deal with, about the stuff that you put, may or may not be struggling with, or whatever, like, you know, and just creating that culture of you going to counseling, man. You're going to counseling. You're talking through some of these things, and and you have to. It it has to be a part of you, man, because I think that's the only way we're gonna we're we're gonna be able to tackle some of these things, right? And and I'm talking specifically with this, like for example, this man's sexual addiction. You know, supposedly his sexual addiction and all that. Um. You know, I man, I I'm wondering if a church who is now saying that they're removing him from the congregation, which pisses me off, man. Like that really like pisses me off. Um, because I, you know, t- to be honest, I'm be straight up with y'all, man. I blame you. I blame what's the name of the church? I'm about I'm about to cut y'all out, man. Crab Apple. Crab Apple First Baptist Church. Crab Apple First Baptist Church. <laughs> Okay, in in uh in Georgia. That's an ugly name, by the way, crabapple. Nah, there you go. <laughs> but that's just the area. I think that's just the area. I'm just gonna. My bad,
2: but crabapple. I crabapple think... like crabapple like Miss Crabapple. Oh, that's uh, how you say it. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. Oh, sorry.
0: sorry. Nah, <laughs> crabapple sounds like it <laughs> makes more sense. <laughs> it makes more sense. Um, no, but look, you have. You have a level to be blamed for this, man, because he he found Christ in your church. He he learned his interpretation of Scripture or what he knows about Scripture. He learned it with you. God entrusted this man. God entrusted this man to you right he put him in in your in your hands and like i said i'm not putting the whole blame on you i'm not but i think we should i think you should as a church take responsibility at least to the point of saying we're going to continue walking with this man and and, and i think that publicly removing saying that you're removing him is wrong man and it's not Christ like and if people are already feeling some type of way that this man was a church a churchgoer that was that claimed to be a believer, that claimed to be a follower of Jesus, right? People already feel some type of way that a man like that ended up doing something so horrible like this, and now you're seeing the church take another L by saying, "Yo, you know, we're not we're not gonna be like Christ in this in this moment. We're gonna we're gonna act like the Pharisees and be and 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 just you know." throw you away, like, you, you are no longer a part of us, like, nah, homie, you gotta take the ugliness with you too, you gotta take your uglies, man, you know, we have to deal with y'all, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not too crazy about having, having these extreme right Christians, you know, that are speaking out ugliness, man, you know, but you're a Christian, and I can't, I can't say, yo, that person's not a Christian anymore, you know, even though everything inside of me wants to really question that. So, go, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, um, I know we I'm got sorry. An no, Yeah, I'm sorry. Good. I, I, I like, I like, I, I was rambling, but I, I no. clearly feel some type of way about no, that
2: and and I think you, you hit on something really important, and, um. I want to I want to make a re- I want to say two things. The first one, I'll say this first. No, actually I'll say this other thing first, sorry. Um I want to reference uh, this theologian, Latino theologian, his name is Justo Gonzalez.
0: Hey, shout out um, Justo and, Gonzalez,
2: my uncle. He, he, he was a pioneer in uh, for for Latino yeah. Latina theologians here in the United States Imagine. and and one of the things he talks about in his book it's called mañana uh, a theology from a Latino Latina perspective, mm. um, and he he calls he names this concept called innocent guilt, innocent guilt, and what he means by that is that he uses the imagery of Adam and Eve, and how when they were discovered in their in their sin, they try to cover it up, mm. um, and so there's almost this lack of accountability. Um, and that's something that I've, I, that Justo Gonzalez sees. And that's something that we're seeing in the American church where the American church from like we've talked on this podcast calendar sometimes has been, has done a lot of atrocities hmm. um, and the kind of people it's produced at times. And obviously you don't have full control over all the people you produce because you're going to get a Judas, you know? But that's only one, out of twelve. If you're producing, if you're producing an army of terrorists, then there's something really going on. That's that you need a really like you really need to get into. Like I don't know, you need you need Jesus, man. <laughs> like you say you got Jesus, you need Jesus for real. Um, but what I'm trying to get at is that this 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 um, this guilt, this innocence, right? This this so called. Innocence, this guilty innocence is an attempt to cover yourself up and not take responsibility. And them disowning Aaron Long is that it's mm. we're not going to affiliate with this man. This man is not a follower of Jesus. But the problem is, is that he's a member of your church. Like yes. you said, you gotta take responsibility. And and that's the thing: the American church doesn't. What the American church does is it def- it, it defines itself in in ways that are contrary to the atrocities it's, it's done. Like, 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 for example, um, I'm thinking about our conversations we've had with people from those kind of churches where Mm -hmm. the United States, its identity, what makes the United States different is not that it's a free country. It's that its identity is tied to the people it makes war against. So what, And it's what we call American exceptionalism. What makes America different is not that it's a free country as opposed to other countries. Hmm. Is that it defines itself against who it goes to war against. Wow. Thinking thinking like the war on drugs. Who was it really a war on? It wasn't on drugs because those drugs are still coming in. Um, The war on, on COVID. The war on COVID, right? They use that language who was it really a it wasn't a war on covid cuz covid is still here you know talking um, about it um and so what i'm trying to say is that the united states and thus the american church what we see is this guilty innocence where we're producing these kind of people that la- the lack that that lack the, the 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 virtues that jesus had And instead of taking responsibility for that and saying we need to change, we need to change how we form people, the kind of people we're producing. Nah, that's not us. Mm. But the problem is that it is like even even like when President Biden, when he said that's not America. No, the problem is it is it is that's not the church. No, it is. And you gotta take responsibility. Yeah. Because if you don't, the same things are gonna keep happening. Right.
0: Because you're 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 not addressing it. No. You're saying it's not you.
2: You're saying nope. That's
0: not us. It's the you devil. Know? It's the devil. It's the enemy, man. Just wiping his hands. Enemy. Yeah. Not us. You know where sometimes I feel like yo, the enemy's like, yo, we're not even gonna worry about them. They they not they not even they not even like they. If anything, they helping us. By yeah. not doing by not doing nothing in certain moments you know I I feel like I feel like that's why the screw screw tape letters by CS Lewis so powerful yeah. man because you see you see that where you know these like man the devil like sometimes man the cr- Christians it's not the devil man it's just your bad decisions is your is your is you getting in the way of what of, of who Jesus is of, of the gospel and and you know I think about like I honestly and we This is, I think this is, this has to be an an episode that we, that we touch this on soon, but I think one of our biggest problems is idolatry and not, and not in the way that, you know, at least for us Latinos, we have, you know, when we were taught idolatry, you know, we were taught that it was it Was almost in a way of putting you against the Catholic Church, right? Of saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's the idolatry that the Catholic that was the first that was the example that I would the get is, yeah, the, is the like, idols, right? The yeah. little candles the with, the, with the images and the little statues and all that. That's a idolatry, That's a good point. Where idolatry is deeper than that,
2: yeah. Where, and you know, and man, you like transition me perfectly because this is the other thing I wanted to say, mm-hmm. and it was that the fact that. We're, we've also haven't taken into consideration we the 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 idols that that we worship here in the United States and the American church yeah and within and, the church. Yeah. And, and that one of those there's a lot of idols. Right. Uh, but one of those idols is the gun. Yep. It's the gun, because, again, what we see in the gun is a sedu- it's a, a seduction. It's. It it makes you feel powerful, mm. right? And so then it, that's where it gets its appeal Le- from.
0: Let me ask you something, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, where, where, where do you ask stand, me, w- man? Where do you stand when it comes to guns, bro?
2: Yeah, let me say this before I answer you. Okay. And it's this is that the gun is also a deity. The gun demands allegiance. Right. And that allegiance looks like you live by the gun, you, you'll die by the gun. Right. That's the motto. Mm. That's the motto of 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 that kind of system of faith. Right. It's a system of faith. Um, wow. And and just like God, just like God demands our allegiance. So does the gun. Um, That's but, interesting.
0: I haven't heard. I've never heard like I've heard that saying, but I've never heard that just the way you put that.
2: Yeah. Um, and. What I what where I stand in terms of uh, guns, like I'm not afraid to talk about it. Like yeah, I've gotten yeah. fired for it, um, not fired. I mean fired. Yeah. Like people got have heat. Yeah, I've gotten heat. That would have been a better word. But <laughs> I think for me, I just I just can't come to terms with um, Christians. This is Christians, not mm. not um, people who don't follow Jesus. This is Christians who feel like. They need a gun for whatever reason, it, it, as an expression of freedom. For some, for others it is as a an expression of security. They want the security that a weapon yeah. brings. Yeah. Um. And for others, it's it, it's an idol, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. And the reason why is two examples. First, most is because of Christ. Like in in Christ, we see the opposite of. We don't see the way of, of violence in, in Christ. Mm-hmm. What we see in Christ is the way of peace. And what Christ does is he bears the violence of the systems, right, uh, of the powers on yeah. his body. Um, he shows us the, the, the way, the true way. This is the way, right? Yeah. Um, and so as I look at Jesus and, and his way of, of, of life and his way of peace and sacrifice, um, not the way of the the sword, right? Because he even tells Peter, put your sword down. Mm. Um, this is not my way.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, or or he even tells when he's getting crucified, he tells the centurion, I can get a legion of angels to come and rescue me, but mm. this is not the way, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's one um, what I see in Jesus, the ethic of Jesus, the ethics of Jesus, right? But and then there's other verses, Philippians two and but then you also see it in the Old Testament, because then what you hear is, "Ah, oh, Jeff, but that's Jesus." What about the Old Testament? Like, mm-hmm. what a, God established government and family in the Old Testament? Yeah, you know, God established armies. Yeah, no, yeah. you you even see it in the Old Testament, and the and the problem is is that we read certain things, and if we like the if we like the appeal to those things, we'll we'll take it literally. Yeah. But if we don't like it, oh, that's not really what it means. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not what Jesus meant. You know, you can't impose policies on that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm thinking, for example, Isaiah 53 and the suffering servant. Hmm. Right. And what we see there is that, it, again, it prefigures Jesus. Yeah. But we, what we see there is a servant who is rewarded for his sacrifice, and we, he receives divine favor
0: mm-hmm. from his
2: sacrifice, not from not from dominating. Yeah. Right. right. And and, and I'ma say what I said before. Like you'll hear things, but like David was a warrior king, um, mm-hmm. but this this and that, and, and then you gotta ask, and and you read the prophets, and the prophets are condemning all those actions.
0: Mm.
2: Right. They're they're condemning the political alliances of Israel and saying you yep. you've 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 placed your you've placed your trust yep. in these in these alliances. You've placed your trust in chariots. Chariots were for armies. You've right. placed your trust in forming these these bonds of power with other yeah. countries. And what that's done is it's let it's led them away from God. Yeah. So they're because you
0: they're, don't you don't depend on God anymore. It, no. Right. No. You're you're depending on your own actions, your own alliances, your your own movements, right? Your own decisions.
2: And and the problem is is that we don't consider what that does to other people because then mm. there's people in Israel that were not in the that were not considered elite, but that suffered the consequences of these these alliances. Wow. Yeah. Um, but we don't talk about those people. Those people are the statistics mm. that these people are the ones that will just let let them die off. We'll just let yeah. them develop herd immunity. It doesn't matter. We're good. Right. Yeah. Um, um, and and so the reason why those texts are there is not so that you can be like David and 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 be seduced by power. Um, it's so that it's Israel reflecting on its past and saying we shouldn't have done that. And we're, and we're not going to do it because it led to exile. Right. It doesn't end well. Yeah. Um, but the problem is that the prophets, they're never heard. The prophets are always, um, uh, they're never heard. Yeah. Um, they're always yeah. ignored. Jeremiah, Isaiah were ignored. And so what, the reason why I, I bring up these scriptures is because I'm all about having a biblical and scripturally like founded and formed view. Mm. And this is, and that takes reading scripture well. Yeah. Um, a lot of these other views are a, a product of a a misinterpretation and just not knowing how to read scripture. Mm. And we see that historically. And so I think I I would encourage Christians: you don't like you don't need a gun, mm. like right uh, straight up you don't need a gun. Okay. Um, um, the scripture says to not place your trust in, in your own strength. Right. But that, you know, to place your, your, your trust on, on, on the spirit, to place your trust on God, that it's going to be God who delivers you. Yeah. Um. And, I, but I get it, you know, like a gun is seductive. It's, it's power is seductive, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's the way of Jesus. And because of that, I think there should be gun regulation. Um. And my my concern is if it hasn't happened now where we're experiencing mass shooting after mass shooting after mass shooting after mass shooting, after mass shooting then when if we're not able to do it now then when wow. and and i'm already hearing somebody say but the 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 founding fathers <laughs> the founding fathers right the founding yeah. fathers, uh, they they put this on here so that we can protect ourselves against a yeah. tyrannical government. Um, <laughs> this
0: man <changed> his voice, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and it, okay, you want to you want to take that argument? Fine, but the founding fathers didn't have AR-15s. Mm.
0: They
2: weren't rolling up with with rifles, yeah. you know. Um, they had a, I mean, a gun is a gun, but. I'm just saying, like, if we if we gotta run mass shooting drills at elementary schools, we got a problem, man. Yeah. We got a disease, and, yeah. and we gotta and we gotta and we gotta do something quick because it's not gonna yeah. end well.
0: That's good, Jeff. Andy, let me let me ask you this, just real quick, as we wrap up, uh, where where do you where do you stand? Do you stand anywhere? Are you like, in, and you know. Do you not know? What do you, what, do you, what do you feel when it comes to guns and stuff? And then I'll share, yeah. I'll share my perspective.
1: Yeah. Um, I stand with Jeff. Uh, I think just guns shouldn't exist, period. But the reality is that they already do. Um, mm-hmm. I think Christians shouldn't place their trust on, on guns. I don't think anyone should. The reality is that not everyone uh, follows God. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be people that have guns. Um. I could see it as, I could see why people would say, but it's Hmm. self-defense. Well, if there weren't any guns, then you wouldn't need a gun to defend yourself. Like, it's, like, it's, it makes sense. Um, So to me, I would say the same thing. Like, let's, the founding fathers didn't have AR-15s, didn't have AK-47s, they didn't have semi-automatic. They didn't even have semi-automatic. Like, bro, they had to put the gunpowder in um, but mm-hmm. it's that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: getting into the scientific <laughs> side. <laughs>
1: the yeah, like it's technical. It's, yeah. It, what Jeff touched on is is key, and I think the the fact that the U.S. leads the world in many things, and one of those things in smash shootings, we got a problem. Um, the fact that it's our 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 response to things are it's so like one sided. Mm-hmm. um in spanish uh no que no te conviene only when it's convenient to you mm. do you say such things do you back yourself up with scripture but then but then scripture is placed in front of you and you ignore it like bro yeah. you gotta you gotta keep an open mind to this like yeah. educate yourself the way we educate ourselves like yeah yeah there is absolutely no way absolutely no way students should be practicing uh these drills
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah I don't want my children to be in a, in, in a world in a country where they fear every day to walk out the door because someone might, might shoot at them.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I, it frustrates me. This topic specifically, the fact that the church isn't taking any part of responsibility for it or accountability, I should say, is it's frustrating.
2: It's both. It's both. Like,
1: uh, like it's,
0: yeah. Yeah. Let me let me let me say this. I, I. I I am in the I am in a place where. I don't mind people having guns. Pe- the, I don't I don't mind guns being in the in the hands of the right people. Which is it's it's weird to even say right because you think about well like is anybody. You know, should anybody have it? And I and I, I can't even j- trust
1: cops anymore.
0: Yeah, and and Jeff, like I, I, everything you're saying makes sense, and I agree with it. You know, and I I think it's true, man. And Andy, you brought up something that, like, you know, you know, guns shouldn't exist, but you know, but they do, and so that is my thing: is they do. So it's not like. I I don't see. Yes, exactly. I don't see it possible where there's no guns. Right. It just it's not our reality. You know, I I think but. But I do think there should be regulations and I know some of y'all not going to like that. Some of y'all did. Some of y'all didn't like that. I said I'm I'm okay with setting, you know, people having guns, but some of y'all not going to like it. I think there should be regulations right now. Yeah, bro. Hold on. Let me. Get the let me get the Glock real quick. <laughs> nah, I I don't have a gun by the way, but uh <laughs> look man, here's the thing. I think that I think that certain people, man, uh, have like for example, there was that shooting that happened uh, uh a few years ago, I think, um, in that church in Texas where where the reason that he didn't kill I don't I don't know if he killed anybody. I think I think probably one or two people died. I, I'm I don't want to butcher it, right? But but I know that they were able to stop him from doing worse than what he did because there's people in that church that oh, were yeah. carrying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then what did you say, Jeff?
2: I was like, oh yeah, I remember I I <laughs> yeah, heard that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So crazy. You know, and and to be honest, I lived so I lived in the I lived in the Midwest for a while. I lived in Indiana, and I and I I worked at a church in Indiana, a big church. And let me tell you, in Indiana, it's easy to get your gun your license to carry. Like you know, like I I was getting ready to to get my license to be to to be quite frank, there, you guys. Um, and uh, but I'm gonna tell you this: like I I felt. There is a level to be honest of 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 me feeling a little safer, you know, because I knew yo <laughs> there's a good there's a couple of people in here that are carrying right now. Even in the inside the church, you know. Um and I was like if something goes down, you know, it, it's going to get stopped real quick. It's going to get you know, and so I don't know where I stand. I don't know like man, like I don't I feel like there's there's a level of, like, I think certain people, especially now, man, I think it would be better if guns didn't exist. I do think so. You know, these weapons didn't exist, but that's not our reality. Um, you know, but I do think that there should be regulations. I think, I think people shouldn't be able to get a gun so quick um, without, you know, seeing, yo, is this person, like, Like, for example, because I was thinking, yo, how, like, this man, how would somebody know that this man would do something like this, right? At first, when I just saw, like, oh, sexual addiction and all that, how do you determine that? But the fact that, you know, he had been in these treatment facilities, he was, you know, had gone through that stuff, I think that's enough for me to say, yo, you probably should not have a gun because you're a little unstable right there, buddy. You're a little unstable there.
2: Yeah. What were you going to say, Jeff? I'm just thinking, man, like this is more at a macro level, but you just think about like, it just sucks, man, because you think about the the weapon, like the weapons arm, they call it the weapons arms race, right? The, the amount of, of weapons that the United States pours into other countries.
0: Mm, and yeah.
2: like, how can you expect like that's happening how can you expect things in your own country to get better when when we're the like mass producers of weapons you know and you're right man like i i feel like you're right to point like we need to be realistic
0: yeah. like
2: weapons aren't going to go anywhere yeah um um but there needs to be regulation man yeah like we just can't keep going like this
0: yeah you know
1: i have a i have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you guys are probably gonna say both. But do you guys say regulations as far as the people who can own guns or the type of guns that people can own? Both,
2: I would say both. Um, yeah, like
0: yeah, because I feel like maybe like what what is what do I need a why do I what do I need a big ass gun for? <laughs> you know, like what do I need a big ass gun for? <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I mean I don't know
2: unless you're gonna <laughs> go hunting, but not yeah. in hey, you know right you're not talented if you need that to go hunting <laughs> yeah man
1: but
0: nah I, yeah I, I would say both but i i think i'm more i think i am more concerned of who yeah of, of who has access to these guns right um thank you for listening and please sh- share your perspectives man share share with your thoughts on this stuff you know or any topics you want us to talk about or anything like that we said that you want us to elaborate um if we said anything that were wrong you know we if we may if we said something that wasn't you know right we try to do our best to do our research and you know to be you know have integrity with with what we speak on this um but like i'm a human so if i you know i am okay with like coming on on another episode and saying yo Someone called me out for saying something, and they're right. I was wrong. You know what I'm saying. So, um, I I love I love those moments, man. I love those moments of being corrected. So, um, so yeah, man. Just just being hit us up. You know, follow us on Bold Barrio, and then you can follow our our personal Instagrams too, um, if you want. But that's it. Thank you for joining us. This was the Bold Barrio podcast. Peace out, then for late. Heh <laughs> heh